Hey guys, welcome back to Pins vs. Lens. I'm your host, Andrew, here with my favorite Slytherin, Alice I'm Rackham. I'm not a Slytherin. Oh, you're not? No. Are you sure? No. That's what a Slytherin would say. No, a Slytherin would be proud of being a Slytherin. I feel like I'm probably a Ravenclaw. Okay. Or a Gryffindor. All right. Not a Hufflepuff. Never a Hufflepuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are doing today The Great Gatsby, the book written by F. Scott Fitzgerald and the 2013 movie directed by Baz Luhrmann, who was the writer, uh, adapted the screenplay, excuse me, adapted the novel to a screenplay for the film. Uh, he is best known for what people call the Red Curtain Trilogy, which uh, are three movies he directed, Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, and Strictly Ballroom. And if you've seen any of those movies, then you can understand his style pretty quickly after seeing one of those. His sort of, I don't even know how to describe his style. Over it's the top. Very yeah. over the top. I think he does um, very, very simple stories in a very, like, flashy way. So he keeps the story really simple and easy, but everything around the story is uh, complicated. Yeah. Like, Romeo and Juliet is a simple story. Everybody knows it. But the way that he told it is, like, twisty. And then Strictly Ballroom is a simple story, but it's all being told with dance. Moulin Rouge is an easy story. Boy falls in love with a girl, um, and she dies. She dies. Um, yeah, but it's told through song and And explosions of color. Yes, actually, that's that's a that's an excellent way of describing it. And then it's sort of juxtaposed with these like old theater type of transitions like mm. you feel when you're watching Mulan Rouge you feel like you're actually watching a play sort of Which like kind of transition makes sense act for what act. the show is or what the yeah. movie is I think I really love Mulan Rouge yeah so. well so if you guys have ever seen one of those you kind of get what he uh, planned aimed to do with The Great Gatsby where you have giant Gatsby parties with hundreds of extras and dancers and all sorts of CGI assisted camera movements that are that are sort of one shots through these giant glamorous amazing Yeah, he does those big party. one huge one shot like yeah. traveling things that are just like how many days did that take? Right, exactly. And especially for this it really um I guess in the books, the parties are like the maybe the coolest thing ever because in the movies, they are mm. these like centerpieces. They and are. They're supposed to be like these incredibly lavish parties that he's throwing so that Daisy can see it from across the river. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, which I think is funny in the fact that we, as an audience, have taken the idea of a Gatsby party and we throw them ourselves and we spend... Mm. People spend all sorts of money and not understanding that it wasn't meant to be glorified, really. It was, it was actually sort of like the like, saddest party in the world. Like, he had no interest in them. Yeah. But he's throwing them to try to get Daisy to, like, notice this crazy party and come over. Yeah. Um, poor Gatsby. Poor, poor Leonardo DiCaprio. He's trying to get an Oscar to come over. 
He is. This movie won two Oscars, one for <laughs> production him. design and one for costume design. She wins costume. She won costume design for a lot of like I think that's his wife. Um, oh okay. And she, I think she they won for Moulin Rouge too. Her costumes are always gorgeous. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, it's gone. Oh, um, I kind of felt a little bit like Gatsby at your dad's party. Thanks. I can see that. I can see that. I. Does that make my father Gatsby? No, I would be Gatsby. You would be Gatsby. Who lives across the the gardens from you? Me, <laughs> Daisy. Could you see like a a dim green light at the? It was in in my heart. The in... dim green light was just right here. Was it, was it what? Was I in the dim green light? I'm assuming I'm Daisy. No, in this you walked out of the room. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, but, uh, so, uh, in this, in this film, I think they do an excellent job. The movie has, um, had, has the, the typical Baz Luhrmann, you know, style, which makes it look beautiful and a lot of fun to watch. And they go over the top with everything, which really, uh, suits Gatsby as a character who is, uh, you feel like he's compensating. He's trying to make himself like this. Idol, this godlike kind of character, and using these over-the-top sort of scenes, and even the scene where like he meets Daisy for the first time. I mean, the house is full of flowers, and like from from floor to ceiling, it's just like these. Oh, that was a really funny reveal. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's a, if that's a similar thing in the book, where or, he's just over the top. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he is because. He thinks that's what Daisy wants. Because Daisy is... Uh, Daisy is one of these characters that's, like, you can interpret her, I think, a million different ways. She's, um, a lot of times, they she's interpreted as, like, very frivolous and silly and, um, and not very deep. Mm. Which I think is a fair assessment of her. But I, I also like looking at Daisy as, um... Somebody kind of like a little bit like Cersei, where you're caught in a world you can't really control, so you work with what you have, if yeah. that makes sense. So it gives her a little bit more depth, but I mean, it's his, it's Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald is kind of a douchebag. Um, he writes about his relationship with Zelda, and Zelda was a very messed up woman. She was, um, just based on some of the the mm. books, like this side of I think it was this side of paradise. Uh, his female Zelda character um, would only eat I think it's tomato sandwiches at a certain time. Like she's she Zelda was a ballet dancer. She's got like an eating disorder. Like it's it's clear she's a very high strung woman. And all of his female characters that his male characters love are versions of Zelda. When Zelda went and wrote a book, she wrote it about them, and he hit the roof. He was like, "You can't do this. You can't publish this." And she was like, "What?" The hell? Why? So, he's not the most lovely of people. But Now, I don't know any... Is Zelda his wife? Mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they were this, like, crazy magnetic power couple um, in the 20s. So, they were part of the Roaring 20s, the Lost Generation. They had all of the, like, very idealized, kind of tumultuous relationships that 
defined what like they thought love was supposed to be and it was very up and down and like they they tore each other apart and then came back together and they were it just wasn't like a healthy relationship at all interesting i did not know any of that that makes i mean that is definitely conveyed uh in the movie Mm -hmm. for sure i mean like the ideals of these characters is what ends up tearing them apart i mean Mm -hmm. destroying them um especially gatsby who uh, who can also be, in my opinion, interpreted in a lot of different ways. Is like, sure. is he a gangster who is just like holding on to wealth? Is he is he like this? Well, that those all like, of those like questions you know, are asked in the in the book and in, I think in the movie too. Like nobody knows who Gatsby is. He's impossible to pin down. Yeah. And so they're like, well, he made his money this way. No, he, there's all these rumors about him. Right. And the the room. Oh, I love Gatsby. And the rumors are all like <laughs> ridiculous. And Nick is the only person who can kind of like slip into that world the enigma that is great gatsby um so was he great who knows oh this book but the alliteration of the g and g sounds really good i feel like does it sound as good as like awesome andrew do you think i could you think i could get people to call me that like if i just hold up in my room and 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 through giant parties you can try <laughs> i just found my I, uh, I brought my already annotated book guys alice has <laughs> pulled out the great gatsby her, her book and i like to just carry it around i'm just she's flipping through pages and the the highlighter is wild <laughs> across the page there's so many notes all in different colors um, I just I'm don't know what surprised. I want to talk about first. <laughs> I'm not surprised in the least. Um, oh, I loved this quote. Her voice is full of money. I liked that. It was about Daisy. That is, yeah, and that's... Oh, and that's actually really revealing about Daisy. Like, her voice is full of money. Her voice, like... That... Not, just everything about her is moneyed. And Zelda came from a very, very wealthy family. Mm. And Fitzgerald did not. Oh, uh, I see. You're losing this argument no matter what you do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you should just give up now. Sort of just... I liked the movie, but the book is like And special. here's and my I'm hugging it. She's she actually is <laughs> hugging it, guys. I wasn't gonna say it out loud until she did. Um here's the and yes, the movie's beautiful. Here's my own issue with the movie is it's it's um you have this amazing cast that are terrific actors all around. Um, he works... Leonardo has been dragging Carrie Mulligan into a handful of movies. Like that I think is true. They, they get along or something, you know, when you that find an true. actor that you like. Yeah. And Joel him. Egerton plays Tom Buchanan, and he's also really amazing. And the first half of the movie feels like, like a Baz Luhrmann movie. Mm-hmm. It's got the grand mm-hmm. pieces. Mm-hmm. It's got, you know, all the style that he does. And in the Color. second half of the movie, it sort of gets into this gritty character work where you get to sort of see uh you really get to see these actors kind of in this bottleneck situation there's an apart there's a there's a scene towards the end of the film where they're in this apartment and it's real everything is coming to a head and and that's when sort of tom and gatsby go at it and it's the style almost doesn't suit these actors in this like like the, the performances are almost so pure in my opinion, that the stylized version of the film sort of kind of 
it doesn't like those two styles kind of cancel each other out almost in my opinion so that that's one of my things with this movie it's God, I'm so hungry <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Boz just hired himself too good of a cast and it sort of overshadowed his style in my opinion hmm. I didn't feel um, that way at all I think his style pays homage to the 1920s of it all and to um, Fitzgerald's and Gadsby's very lavish, exciting life um, styles. And then when you get to that colder, grittier visual, it's the shift from the fantasy to the reality. Oh, yeah. That's an excellent way, yeah. That might have been... that. That's... That would make sense in that sort of transition where, like, the first half of the film is the idealistic version. Mm-hmm. And, and in the idealistic version of Daisy. Yeah. And then you he gets Daisy. Right. They're in the same room. And then she's not right. She picks the wrong, the wrong guy. She picks the other guy. She picks the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So then that's a strength for the movie. And so I would say the movie's better than the book. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm looking for more, more notes. But you know, this this <laughs> she goes back to her book. This movie, I mean, this book is is uh, it has inspired three different uh, on screen adaptations. This being the third one. The second one, I believe, Robert Redford played. Um, Mia Farrow. Is that that one? Gatsby. Yeah. That one was not very good. Yeah, I have not seen that one. Uh, that one was pretty universally panned, especially her Daisy. Really? Yeah. Was She's very, a... like, cloyish. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. That's I don't what know I what think. That means. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, uh. There's something about this book that is very universal. Like, it speaks in a lot of different ways. Um,. Or it speaks to a lot of different people in different ways. So it will continue to be made into a movie, especially whenever it hits uh, public domain, which probably won't be for a while, I don't think. Well, I've got nothing else. You have nothing else? Oh, okay. So which one... Are you even fighting? (laughs) I literally... uh, I mean, I really liked the movie. But I really liked the book. I actually... I'm going to just, like, throw in the towel on this one. Because I I like the book as well. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Of course... Who do you identify with in the book? Um... I mean, I can, maybe I'm one of those people that sort of can sympathize Tom Buchanan a little bit more than other really? people can. The cheating, cheater, McCheaterson? Um, not so much that, but the idea of um, someone taking away what you think some someone is trying to steal your significant other or wife. Like I, but he's cheating. And... <laughs> She doesn't belong to him. Sort of. Wow. <laughs> we need to have a conversation later. Um, but, and I mean, obviously the narrator, uh, 
uh, Tobey Maguire's character. Oh yeah, Nick. We haven't Nick talked about Nick at all. Carradine. Caraway. Caraway. Nick Caraway. They actually the sanatorium thing is not in the book at all. He's not a writer in the book. Um, That's right. He's not losing his mind. Right. He's not. Um, there, so that takes away the. I think Gatsby has a couple in the movie. He has a couple like winks, like "Are you writing the next great American novel?" kind of thing. Um, yes, Leo. Yes, <laughs> this is the. We get it. Um, I see what you're doing. <laughs> funny, um, but in the book, he's um, he's kind of the bridge between the two of them, which he is in the movie. I don't. I don't really understand the sanatorium stuff like I did it didn't add a, anything for me I could have actually I had forgotten about it mm. until we rewatched it yeah um and then I was like oh yeah why did they do that it's unnecessary I, I don't know why they did that yeah I don't um I don't particularly understand why that was a choice made either it didn't bother me it didn't it didn't make me feel it didn't do it didn't for bother me. me but it didn't add anything Oh, yeah, they ruined the clock symbol in Nick's house. Um, when Gatsby and Daisy unite in Chapter 5, uh, Fitzgerald describes how slowly time passes, and then the clock falls and Gatsby catches it. But in the film, the clock is completely functional, and then when it falls, Gatsby tries to put it back together. So they kind of broke a symbol that was really... Interesting and important in the book. Yeah. Which... I, I, for the, the problems that I have with movies are not... They changed the book. The problems that I have are... They changed it for no reason. That's when I start to get like... What the... What? Right. And sometimes that happens. I mean, in the movie, they... In order to portray that passive... That slowing of time, it's like... Uh, she's coming to meet him, and, and you can hear the seconds ticking, mm. and then the seconds. Which I, actually, start maybe there to is a reason down. because you've got auditory, like you can yeah. listen, and you can't listen in a book; you can only see. Right. So maybe maybe that's why. I'm I'm curious now why they made that choice because I feel yeah. like Boz Lerman would have loved to destroy a clock and make it look beautiful, like you know what I'm saying, right? Um, yeah, you could have. I mean, shattering glass seems very right. up his alley. Very, yeah, someone very, get him on the on the. Yeah, let's phone. Let's, let's place a let's let's co- make a lifeline and, and call. Bosler man, why did you do this? <laughs> I guess that's something. That's something we should kind of take into account. Like, I'm sure there is a reason that seems like such a huge thing to do for no reason, but much like the Tudors changing the names of the popes for no good reason. This kind of thing bugs me. Um, did they really do that? I didn't know that. The Tudors? The show. Changed the name of the Popes? Yeah. I ranted about that at you for like 45 minutes once. <laughs> did you forget? I think I did. I remember a lot of that lesson, <laughs> but I forgot that part. I think that's how it started. Oh, okay. That's how that story like begins. Alright, yeah. Let's go. So I guess the moral of the story is it's good to be rich. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, symbols and illusions that got lost. But I think part of that's just, like, book to movie. So. I see. I don't know. I don't know who wins. They're very different animals, these two, especially a Boz Lerman movie. Yeah. Because that's, like. Beast of its own. Yeah. Yeah. How many times in the book is 
is the term old sport used? Because <laughs> in the know, movie, I think it's like it's every third word Leonardo DiCaprio says, like, hey, old sport. Yep. Yep. We should start calling people old sport. Let's do it. <laughs> Who do you want to call old sport first? My dad. Uh, I don't see that going there. <laughs> Um, all right, well, uh, let us know your thoughts, guys, and uh, I guess we will see you next time, old sports. Bye. <laughs>